0: Due to the mature content of this program, listener's discretion is advised.
1: She's dying. She's dying. She's dying. She's dead. Unzipped thoughts, a dismembered head. Red-soaked gardens, the smell of copper No one could save her, no one could stop her Dripping, 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 drowned The meeker smiled, the finder frowned Crimson leaves, a bright blue coat The puddles will deepen, the people won't float Slipping, slipping, slipping fell Down the hill and down the well No more stories, no more rhymes Laughing kids or music chimes Swaying, swaying, swaying dropped, through the air and never stopped. Baby's cradle hit the ground, crying stopped and not a sound. Jumping, jumping, jumping tripped, hit the candle, caught on quick. Spreading heat, the smell of burning, toasted flesh and children learning. Thanks
2: for tuning back into The Depth of Darkness, the podcast that dives deep into all things dark and wrong in this world. We're your hosts. I'm Mandy.
0: And I'm retired Major Hugh Jess, coming at you in your face.
2: (laughs) Hi there, everybody. Welcome back. As always. Hi. Hi. Howdy diddly. Today... If you you can't judge by the title of this episode, we're going to be talking about nursery rhymes. What better way to uh, ruin people's childhood than ruin your favorite nursery rhymes? So that's what we're here for. Today we're going to be discussing an article taken from ThoughtCatalog.com and it's titled, The Creepy Backstories Behind Your 10 Favorite Childhood Nursery Rhymes. Mm -hmm. So to get started, yeah, to get started on the list of the 10 favorite nursery rhymes, is none other than Three Blind Mice. So I'm going to sing the song for you. We're going to make it sound creepy, so you might not know it's even me singing it. Here we go. Three blind mice, three blind mice, see how they run, see how they run. They all all ran after the farmer's wife who cut off their tails with a carving knife. Did you ever see such a sight in your life as three blind mice? Maybe I won't edit it. I think that's pretty spot on. That's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. Don't I have such a whimsical singing voice? Yeah. I think so. Awesome. I I know. Fabulous. All right. So according to the article, this one is actually pretty creepy without the historical context. And then in parentheses, note to self, ask mom why she thought it was okay for a six-year-old to gleefully sing this. So basically, according to the article, Queen Mary I is the farmer's wife mentioned in the song. And although she had a cuter nickname during her reign, quote-unquote, Bloody Mary, and I'm sure you Uh, can all guess why. Yep. Same Bloody Mary as that horrible game that everybody plays with the mirror. (laughs) Um, The three blind mice represent three noblemen who weren't really accepting or down with Mary implementing Catholicism throughout England. And she didn't like that. She wasn't going to let that fly of anybody trying to overthrow her or go against her. So she ended up well, you can guess it. She executed them. And obviously, noblemen don't have tails. And you, you would first think, oh, you know, maybe she beheaded them. That sounds suiting. Nope. She casually burned them at the stake. So the three blind mice are the three noblemen who got slaughtered by Mary.
0: There you right. Go. That's a beauty. Ruined.
2: I know. It's a good one.
0: <laughs> Number two, Rockabye Baby rock a baby, in the treetop. When the wind blows, the cradle will rock. When the bough breaks, the cradle will fall. Down will come baby, cradle and all.
2: Oh, that was great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this song is pretty spooky by itself, too. But consider this. The next time you sing this all by to a sleeping infant, a proposed origin of the song says that it's about King James II and Mary of Modena, Passing off a random child as their own in order to ensure a Roman Catholic heir to the throne.
2: Wow. Ah, wow. I
0: guess that kind of goes together.
2: Kind somehow. of. I still think I still think the nursery rhyme is just a tad more morbid. That yeah. might just be my opinion, though. Any any story with a baby falling out of a tree to its death—that's mortifying. So that's all I got to say. The third one. This is one of my personal favorites, "Ring Around the Rosie." Yeah, this one's gross. <laughs> "Ring Around the Rosie," a pocket full of posies, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. And I sang it just like that when I was a kid too. <laughs> Great. Nothing like teaching children about the bubonic plague as early as possible. Ring Around the Rosie, quote unquote, is not actually about frolicking around a rose bush, but about the plague that killed 75 to 200 million people in the mid 1800s, the mid-1300s. The symptoms of contracting the plague included a red rash in the shape of a ring on the skin, ring around the rosy, as well as sneezing, which explains 95% of the lyrics of the rhyme. Pocket full of posies and furs on how people would fill their pockets with sweet-smelling items to cover up the perpetual stench of death. And also because some were convinced that the illness spread via bad smells.
0: I believe that the... Practice still used in funeral homes.
2: Yeah. Oh, I don't like the smell of those. uh, No,
0: I don't like it either. The minute I walk into any such event, the stench of the flowers just overcomes
2: me. They're just bad-smelling flowers. Like, at least get a good-smelling flower to cover
0: up the smell of formaldehyde. Yeah.
2: (laughs) It's gross. So, I do you.
0: Number four. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. Mary, Mary, quite contrary, how does your garden grow? With silver bells and cockle shells and pretty maids all in a row. Gross. Short and sweet, that one is. (laughs) Queen Mary I was so popular and fun, she actually got a couple of nursery rhymes inspired by her. The garden is suggested to refer to a graveyard because, as was conveyed in Three Blind Mice, Mary was a big fan of executing people.
2: Mm-hmm. silver
0: bells and cockle shells refers to Mary's preferred instruments of torture while pretty maids all in a, a row alludes to the guillotine nicknamed at the time as the maiden well, she sounds yes. like a fun she sounds like a fun monarch uh,
2: oh uh, yeah uh, she, wasn't she the one that they actually ended up beheading and then they slapped her on the face and her face turned red was that her?
0: I, I don't know I, uh, I'm, I'm not uh, familiar with that uh, I know
2: they I'm pretty sure mm, correct me if I'm wrong but they beheaded a woman who was basically a murdering horrible person and like mocking her basically they held her head up and slapped her on the face and it turned red it looked like she was trying to like express something but I can't remember if it was her or who it was I think it might have been her though So yeah I bet she was
0: that. trying to express yeah this kind of hurts
2: yeah just a wee bit I mean, yeah. the spinal cord is cut, but I'm sure for those split seconds, it probably hurts pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, yeah, decapitation, no thanks.
0: Not a, not a good
2: thing. All right, number five, London Bridge is falling down. London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling yeah. down. London Bridge is falling down, my fair lady. Oh, yeah. I'm a, was, I'm a great American Idol. Oh, uh, yeah, I <laughs> I'm going to make that one sound real good. Yeah. All right. Not to be confused with the most underrated Fergie song ever. These London Bridge lyrics have many horrific theoretical meanings behind them. Some suggest it has to do with child sacrifice. And then in parentheses, their bodies needed to be inserted into the foundation of the bridge to prevent it from falling. Nice. I never never heard of that, but gross. No.
0: (laughs) That sounds like some weird... I don't know
2: sacrificial ugh, yeah. ceremony, but a more commonly supported origin is that it was inspired by a devastating Viking attack in the early thousands, early yep. thousands. There the you go. Dark That's, ages. Yeah. Lund bridges falling down. Now we know, we now know some theories behind that history of the song,
0: yeah. man. Am yeah. I glad we got through that? Yeah. Ugh. Number six, <laughs> Jack and Jill.
2: This is a good one.
0: Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jack fell down and broke his crown, and Jill came tumbling after. Oh, yeah. You would think this one would be pretty straightforward, but a small town in England claimed that this was about a real couple in the late 1600s who used to sneak up to the top of a hill for some adulterous activities. (laughs) Parentheses apparently fetch a pail of water is some creepy euphemism rose Then, as quick as the nursery rhyme itself is, the relationship implodes with Jill getting pregnant, Jack smashing his head open with a rock, and then Jill dying from childbirth. Romantic.
2: <laughs> Jack was just so upset that she was pregnant, he killed himself with a rock?
0: I guess. It really isn't. Uh, normal. Cool.
2: Sounding. You know, there's a uh kind of like a spinoff to this Jack and Jill and it was like kind of along the same concept like Jill ends up being a man
1: and got a surprise
2: yeah if, if I can uh, if I can find that one I'll impose it here if not I'm sorry you can all look it up yourself it's it's inappropriately funny yeah. Jack <laughs> so, and Lola yeah. <laughs> the next one and I, I've never heard this one before personally is it Georgie Porgy is that how you say it
0: or Georgie, Georgie Porgy. Okay. No, no it's Porgy.
2: Porgy. I've never yeah. heard this nursery rhyme. What's wrong? Oh, with yeah. Me? Georgie Por Do you know how to sing this one, Hugh? Cuz I don't know this one.
0: <laughs> sure, I'll do this one. Cool. You can do the one later for me. Okay. Georgie Porgy, pudding and pie, kissed the girls and made them cry. When the boys came out to play, Georgie Porgy ran away.
2: Ah, okay, yeah, I have heard this. Yeah. This one's disturbing just by itself that's kind (laughs) of weird creepy pedophile man or something Mm. all right maybe you used to taunt anyone on the playground named george with this rhyme but you probably weren't aware at the time that it allegedly refers to a passionate gay sex affair (coughs) involving european royalty that's nice
0: well that doesn't surprise anyone i don't think
2: yeah george villiers 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 was a duke attempting uh-huh. to climb up the yes was a duke attempting to climb up the social ladder and supposedly dumped Anne of Austria quote unquote kissed the girls and made them cry uh, end quote <laughs> to pursue King James I. so he left her for him right. that's nice what a, what a guy Parliament hated the relationship and forced it to end an instruction George emotionlessly followed without a fuss despite being so close with the king. And then in parentheses again, quote-unquote, when the boys came out to play, Georgie Porgie ran away.
0: Little wuss.
2: Nothing better than some good old passionate gay sex.
0: Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Number eight. Let's get out (laughs) of that one one. as quick as we can. (laughs) Number eight, Humpty Dumpty. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again because Humpty Dumpty was a dumbass for sitting on top of the wall to begin with.
2: Yeah, was, fat ass too.
0: Yeah, that was something.
2: It rolled right off. Fat ass.
0: Uh, high center <laughs> of gravity or something going on.
2: Yeah.
0: There are two common theories behind the origins of Humpty Dumpty, neither of which include eggs. <laughs> it referred to a type of cannon used in the English Civil War that would consistently shatter when lit. Or it was a type of brandy that would cause the drinker to have a great fall when drunk. I think I've had that brandy. Neither are particularly appropriate for small children to be singing about.
2: Nah, See, I actually think that, again, the nursery rhyme is actually somewhat more morbid and leaves more to the imagination than the actual potential meaning behind it.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm guessing it was more about the guy lighting the cannon and then getting blown to bits. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, some people think that it's the cannon and it fell off the wall or something because it shook so bad. And it shattered into pieces and they couldn't put it back together. But I like your version better.
0: Yeah, I like <laughs> the guy getting blown up.
2: Yeah, they couldn't put his pieces back together, Road obviously. They're in bits. Yeah, real good. I like that one. That was a good one. That's a childhood favorite. Gotta say. Now, this next one. I love this one, too. Another very disturbing one. Pop Goes the Weasel all around the mulberry bush the monkey chased the weasel the monkey thought was all in good sport pop goes the weasel oh keeps going a penny for a spool of thread a penny for a needle that's the way the money goes pop goes the weasel <laughs> i gotta add some emphasis to this singing to make it real oh. real appealing <laughs>
0: you gotta make that pop go pop
2: pop What a joyful commemoration of England's poverty. Pop goes the weasel, quote-unquote. is a saying made up of cockney slang to mean something along the lines of pawning a suit. Essentially, what the song is implying is that when a poor man needed to dress up for Sunday, he would pawn his suit earlier on in the week for some extra cash and then take it back temporarily on Sunday morning for church. Yeah, see, when, when when I hear this song, I think of it literally, that a monkey and a weasel we're going around a bush. The monkey okay. would probably rip the weasel to shreds, or vice versa, whichever one's stronger. So that I take it monkey. literal. Yeah. yeah, the monkey rips the weasel to shreds. So I mean, even by itself, it's more disturbing than I think what it actually means.
0: Yeah. If you, I, if you consider it. I just think it. of like a car running over it. Pop goes the weasel.
2: <laughs> Splat.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That's the backstory of uh, Pop Goes the Weasel. It's a good one.
0: Okay. Now number ten. Ba bye, bye black sheep and i'm going to employ mandy to sing this one
2: hell yeah ba bye, bye black sheep have you any wool yes sir yes sir three bags full one for the master one for the dame and one for the little boy who lives down the lane Bye bye black sheep have you any wool yes sir yes sir three bags full there you go hugh
0: there has been some debate about the racial message at the center of this nursery rhyme. Parentheses, a couple elementary schools in 2011 replaced the lyrics with ba, ba Rainbow Sheep.
2: Okay. <laughs> that,
0: that, everybody's so delicate these days. That
2: makes just... perfect sense.
0: <laughs> oh, Good man.
2: Lord. The term black sheep isn't even... Okay, I'm not going to go there. Uh, yeah, no, go there.
0: It's, it's about <laughs> someone unique who stands out.
2: Yeah,
0: Yeah. the black Whatever. Strange as it sounds. But most scholars agree that the rhyme has to do with the great custom tax on wool from 1275. Yeah, Yeah, that seems
2: pretty accurate. That that one's not so bad. This one's not so much creepy, it's just, you know,
0: they had to think of something cheerful.
2: Yeah, something cheerful to sing to their kids. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty creepy as shit. But, there's a lot of other nursery rhymes out there that are creepy too, but my favorite is Ring Around the Rosie and the hell was that other one that I was, that I sang, I sang it. Oh, Rockabye Baby, that one. That one really creeps me out and Pop Goes the Weasel, but Rockabye Baby, I mean, really think about it. It's talking about a baby in a cradle at the top of a tree, the wind blows, the bow breaks, and the baby falls to its death. Come on, That's creepy.
0: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then they said the meaning was something totally different than the way the song sounds.
2: Totally unrelated. Strange, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's about King James and Mary Modena passing off a random child as their own. You know what yeah. I mean? That doesn't have the same background. I think at all.
2: I uh, smell a cover up here.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, just,
2: I don't know. Not right. Somebody murdered a baby and they didn't want to take onage of it. But, yeah, so that's, uh, I mean, it was this, this was a short episode today, but it's definitely a fun one to cover because nothing better than ruining people's childhoods, am I right? So, <laughs> nursery rhymes, they're great. So, it's we bad. hope you, yeah, we hope you all enjoyed this episode. A little bit shorter, so we hope you enjoyed it. Leave us some reviews, let us know how we're doing, and we'll be back next week for more fun. Talk to you later, bye. Bye!
1: All mm-hmm. right.